This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants 18+. plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. I'm Adam Rippon, Olympic figure skater turned media superstar. And I'm Danielle Young. I'm a journalist, host, and all-around content queen. On our new show, Normalize This, we've discussed whether or not ideas, trends, and behavior should be normalized in everyday society. Subscribe to Normalize This for new episodes every week. Available to listen on all popular podcast platforms. Pew, pew, pew. Good evening. How the devil are you all? Well, I hope. Um, it's it's Friday. It's nine o'clock. It's not Cracker Jack. I used to love that. Cabbages. Yeah, couldn't, couldn't beat it. Oh, simpler times, simpler times. Welcome along. This is Leicester Till I Die TV. Um, just to let you know, two shows tonight, but the second show isn't going to be on here. It's actually going to be on the new radio station that we're doing, which is mixcloud.com forward slash LTID radio. Mixcloud.com LTID radio. Please go and follow me uh, and then you can listen into the shows. It doesn't cost anything, nothing to download. And you just get to hear me and not have to put up with looking at me. And that's, come on, that's got to be a bonus, hasn't it? So, and that's what we're doing tonight at 11 o'clock, the worst football songs, part one. Believe you me, there's more than enough to keep us going to about four or five shows. Welcome along. This is Leicester Till I Die TV. It's um, the Question Time Show. It's time. Strap yourself in. Because we're set up, switched on, and ready to go. You are watching and listening to Chris and Leicester Till I Die TV on YouTube. And your favorite podcasts.
I ask the first question just to get things up and going, and then you can come on, ask anything you want, obviously, as long as it's legal and as long as it's relevant, and really, as long as it's about football. Um, but that's not the, you know, be all and end all. But um, that's the idea. You have control over the show. Like I say, the lunatics, the lunatics take over the asylum. And Munzi's in. Munzi, it has been. No, not Munzi. That's that's Charles will be saying that. Mum, Munzi, how the devil are you, sir? Welcome along. It has been a while. It has been a while, young man. Well, <laughs> I say young. Should have gone to Specsavers. Talking of which, let's bring my first guest in. I've got two, as always, um, here. The first one, you'll know him. Brad, good evening. How are you? Evening, mate. Yeah, I'm all right. You know, it is. Joy's been yeah. a lesson fun. Yeah, well, this is true. But, oh, well, I've got the quiz questions ready tonight for you, Brad. Um, and you've touched this topic. Sorry, mate. So that was another show. <laughs> I'm not looking forward to it, mate. The rules are confusing as it is, let alone the questions. <laughs> You're not a fan of the quizzes at the moment, are you? No, I'm, um, I'm, we're, we're on sabbatical. We're not seeing each other right now. <laughs> Munzi says when's Rogers going to start bottling it uh, when are Man United going to win something again um, <laughs> thanks for the young and he says a big up Brad let's bring our other guest in he wasn't able to make it last week he's back today pleased to have him back uh, let's welcome Kevin hello boys how doing? It could have been worse. I could have called you Sheila. You could, you surely. Yeah. I tell you what. Let me, because I can, I can see what you've done. Actually, let me just see uh, if I if I add these in. Um, I don't oh, know really? that will help me or not. Cause it didn't the other week when I did it. But, I look uh, very pale, don't I? You were well, yes. I mean, Brad, he does have ambient lighting just to sort of show off his best side. Oh, yeah, you know? Bad lighting. Yeah, unfortunately, the light can't decide which one's my best. The one from the back, I think, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> or, 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 or this one. That's, yeah, that's, that's, a, that's great. That is great. That's a cracker. David, welcome. How the devil are you? Welcome along. Uh, Monty says we won the Audi Cup. <laughs> First strong point, doesn't it? Whatever they say. We won something, though, in pre-season. We beat Hull and won this massive trophy. God knows what it was. But uh, like I say, it is question time. Um I did actually, I have asked, well, I put a tweet out that said, would any Liverpool fan like to come on and join in the discussion for the first 10, 15 minutes? Guess what? No replies whatsoever. And I suppose it is difficult to defend the indefensible, um, even to to people that I know on here that the Liverpool supporters um, haven't replied and, and, and whether they'll come on or not, I don't know, might just unfollow me. But let me ask the question, and obviously Harry's on the left, so I'll come to you first, Harry. Booing the minute silence at uh, a football match. Reducing it to 26 seconds. Not long after they accused Manchester City of not respecting 
the 96, the minute silence for the 96. Maybe all the other football clubs, you know, around the country, maybe we should not observe the minute silence for the 96 now. I don't think we should do it for anything. Not at football, it's opening to abuse. Um, and it just upsets me when I'm at a game and that happens. Uh, so, nah, I think applause is the answer. Hmm. Are we are we doing too much, Brad? I mean, you know, we seem to have a minute silence for everything. Uh, every time, any, and don't get me wrong, this is different. But every time everybody anybody passes away, we have an applause. In the, depending how old they were, you're going to end up with four or five lots of applauses soon. But Glasgow Rangers showed Liverpool how it how it's done. UEFA told them you cannot sing the national anthem, you cannot play the national anthem, and they put a finger up to UEFA. And did it anyway, even, you know. Well, yeah, I mean, to, to the point you made at the start there, I mean, as easy as it would be to argue, well, you didn't do it, so I didn't do it. Two wrongs don't also make a right, uh, unfortunately. The, the, there is no right way to handle the, uh, the situation. And you've just got to get on with yourself, leave them to it. If they want to be like that, so be it. Just, you know, when it comes to Sky and BT and their minute silence, why don't you just mute it? Why don't you just mute the audio from the crowd and just not even show it, not not even acknowledge their, their, their childish behaviour because they'll all come crying wolf, like you said, Chris, when it's 96. And totally, totally. I'm, you know, I'm not, I'm not suddenly now against the, you know, the decision of the 96. I'm not, Sunny anti Liverpool, but you know, two wrongs don't make a right. You can't come out and cry no. wolf when when people disrespect your mourning when other people are. I get that, Dave, but I mean, Liverpool is it not always oh woe is me? You know, which they're never. You know, they're all, they're always the victim. Well, I think all clubs are similar. Man United the same. Um, you know, that they, they can be pretty unpleasant at times, as every fan can. And that's why I don't think it should happen. I don't think it should give them the ability to show their feelings. Even when it was you know, sort of followed years and years ago, there's always somebody shouting out or then somebody else would shout. And then, you know, it was never really observed that well. And it, it just makes people feel uncomfortable. Um, I, I, I don't see the point. I really don't. Um if you're going to show your respects, then then yeah, applause, and that stops everybody else being an ass, to be honest. So that's that's well, it's, the way it's, I it's do it. It's a good point because you know it drowns out the, the cheers. But I mean, bad. They they claim that they don't want to be English, but they're happy to take the English doll money, uh, take the English hubcaps, and um, happy to win the English Premier League. Yeah, you know. I mean, like I say, I, I'm to the point now. <clears throat> And I'm going to nail my colours to the mast here. And if I lose viewers, I lose viewers. I'm not going to. I am not going to um, support a minute silence for the '96. And if I'm doing a show, I will talk all the way through it, and probably even go online and talk all the way through it because they're being disrespectful. And whether whether you are a royal or not, and I'm not a huge royal fan, for what that woman achieved, she deserves a minute's. Silence. It's the same as the um, Margaret Thatcher, lover or hater, when she passed away, singing and dancing. You know, we're on. You know, we're going on the grave and what have you. Uh, the witch is dead. That was it. It's just not called for. 
It shows you what idiots are about, doesn't it? Really, I mean that's that's the problem. But you know, Man United. Um, if you want to say who started this, um, Man United have never liked England, have they? All their, especially their away fans, have always um, loved to tell us that they don't give it monkeys about England. Um, so I think it, I don't know what it is, a big club syndrome. I've not noticed that with Chelsea. They're not a big club, are they? Sorry. Um, I've not noticed that with, <laughs> oh! with, with Man City. Uh, um, so, uh, Just on that you know, point, I, Wes, how's the, how's the dream move going, Wesley? Sorry, Dave, back to you. No, that's fine. Yeah, I, I wept when I heard he'd uh, been dropped and had a shocker. Um, mm. And... You know, Graham Potter, what's all that about? We're changing the subject. I know, but, you know, what's all that about? Anyway, my point is, I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't give them the satisfaction of being heard to be the way they are. Um, and I'd probably get people in there and arrest them. <laughs> you know, because they know who they are. Yeah, well, I was going to say that, Brad. You know, you can tell there's cameras all around, not just for the TV, but their own cameras as well. They can know what seats, and I'm sure somewhere like Liverpool, most of them are going to be um, season ticket holders. They can, and they've got to dish out some punishment, haven't they? It's it's the age old trouble, isn't it? That's the old the, the problem. It's easy for them to say, "Oh well, we'll 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 just fine them, we'll we'll ban them, and this and that," and then you know it's like. You can take all of us on, but you can take one of us on, but you can't take all of us on. It comes down to that old macho thing, doesn't it? And then, and then you handle it wrong, and then all of a sudden they'll they'll get some weird kind of sympathy, won't they, from people going, "Oh, well, they got human rights and that." But it's like it, it's it's so surreal, and and again, it it does tell you the level of intelligence that maybe some of these people have because. I'm not a royalist. I'm not. I've never really known much about royalty and and, and, and our queen and and well, and now our king, should I say? Uh, I haven't really known anything about them, but I appreciate what you know that they ran this. She ran this country for for you know just over seventy years, and whether we've liked every decision we made, of course we have, and of course she's made some harrowing mistakes, but she also hired the man that ended up winning us a world war and stopped us being taken over by Germany. So you counter argue it all day the best way to do it is is kind of just look at it in this respect if you've got brain cell you know let let everybody else cheer and applaud it applaud the minutes the minute uh appreciation because we do that now don't we in natural life we don't call it a funeral so much it's more a celebration of life when we lose a member mm. of family dear we, we tend to try and spin it a positive in it like no we're not mourning their death we're celebrating their life and if if if, if we do that you know, no interest or not. At the end of the day, Queen Queen's funeral. Am I going to watch it? No, I'm not. If they're going to broadcast it or anything, I'm not going to watch it because I'm not that interested in the family and in the royals enough to to follow it that deeply. Some people will, but I'm not going to start leaning that moment and going, "Boo, get off the stage." You know what I mean? That's just ridiculous. Mm. Let the, you know, like Dave said, drown them out, drown that out by allowing fans to. Sing, play God Save the Queen. I know it's King now, but for that moment, sing that, sing loud, sing proud, clap, cheer. In terms of respectful, maybe not cheering, yeah. this is a good idea. That's yeah, not what I'll do, but, yeah. but counter. Ter Ter Terry just says here, um, Dave, 
Um, just seen the, the scores being enacted when someone uh commented badly against Prince Andrew, they were arrested for a breach of the breach of public order. But yes, it was, wasn't it? You know, and he, he was shouting, he was trying to push his way through. And be honest with you, you don't know what he's holding and he's got a gun in his pocket or not. Um, yeah, I think some of the yeah, it's a I little think... bit harder because I, I, I have been a um a steward at a football ground. And I wouldn't like, and this is a non-league one, and I wouldn't like want to risk taking some of these silly buggers on. No, and it's the same thing with uh, standing, isn't it? These signs everywhere. If you stand up, you will be arrested. Well, come on. <laughs> yeah. I mean, every club in the in the league, like the fans, stand up. Um, but as far as the guys that were, <laughs> just sort of, yeah, scarce, not English. Um, yeah. As far as the. Um, uh, the guys that are protesting at the funeral or whatever, then I think they were sort of arrested for their own safety because they were that, one yeah. out of thousands. And I, and one guy was, there is an organisation, anti-royalist organisation, and one guy was saying, well, um, I don't know what I was arrested for. One lot police said this, one said that. I said, well, you're arrested because you're an idiot, mate. Um, and, they should and, make that against the law, shouldn't they? Being an idiot, well, yeah, you, yeah. In fairness, Coventry would be empty then, wouldn't it? But uh, well, that's what that's, that's what I think. Um, have you seen the latest score? Fulham has scored two in about a minute. Oh, yes, <laughs> well done, Fulham. Something well done. to smile about. Thank God, exactly. cheers, Thank cheers God. Harry. Yeah. Cheers for that one. I got the score, I have got them up here, but I hadn't seen it because, um. And I've got another screen open. We love you, Fulham. Yeah. We love you. Um, let's have a look. Let, um, just sort of moving this forward a little bit. Uh, it is funny, though, that no Liverpool fan wanted to come on and defend their, themselves or, or their club. And I don't know what you... We're not talking the majority here. We know the no, majority no. of decent fans. It's just an idiotic yeah. one or two. Um, yeah. Terry says here, Remember when you had the Wolves fan on who apologised for the helicopter chant? Yeah, I do. He uh, And in fairness to him, he stood up. He didn't want to come on camera, which is understandable. Uh, he, was, he was at the Wolves game the season before last, I think it was. We'd beaten them. He was taking some stick. And he obviously did a, a helicopter uh, sign. And it went, oh. it went viral. It went viral on the meet, you know, on, on as you do, as these things do on YouTube. And he actually came on, took his medicine, apologised, admitted to it. Um, and, and you know, he was good enough to come on and accept it. It, it is hard because football is... Are we are we in, on the edge, Brad, <laughs> and taking passion out of football? Sorry, what was that? So are we on the verge here of taking passion out of football, though? Well, no, because... You've, the thing is, some people need to learn to check their emotions a bit. And look, <clears throat> you told me about it, and and, and I was, I think I viewed the show. Sorry, three one <laughs> to follow. <laughs> yes, I, I need to have a break. Hang on, I need to get a breaking news jingle, don't I? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that, that would be great. Um, yes. No, it's just a case of just a case of keeping your emotions in check. It's football. We've been doing it since the birth of the sport. We wind our we wind oppositions up. I don't give a monkeys if we're playing South End United on a Tuesday night in the League Cup. If they've been given a stick all night, well, you know. But if we if we've been given if we've been getting stick off their fans all night, and I'm in the away end or whatever or vice versa, 
and, and then we go and score a winner, guess what? They're going to get the Vs. They're going to get that. Hey, you're going to get that. Yeah, give me the same back. Don't mention helicopters. Don't mention yeah. Munich crashes. Don't mention these. It's just common sense. Bite your tongue and just... Mm. I know sometimes we say things that are slip of the tongue, but sometimes you've just got to freeze for half a second and switch your brain back on. Otherwise, you are going to make football... Well, we're all going to be like Brendan Rodgers, aren't we, this, in 10 years' time? Because the only thing you're going to be able to do is this. Yes. <laughs> I mean, Dave... Well, football will uh, die if you do that to it. It, it. it is emotional. We are, I suppose, living in a totally and utterly PC world at the mm. moment. I don't mean that we're all down, down the local curries <laughs> taking it over and uh, <laughs> camping in it. But to me... I mean, I, I know a couple of years ago, I did a bucket list thing of where I went to see as many comedians as I can. And the two best ones that I went to see, one was Jim Davison and the other one was Ricky Gervais, two of the most un-PC comedians that you could get. Compare that to Jack Whitehall. I mean, I was, I was in tears right. at Ricky Gervais. Right. Oh, I mean, it is... Should we just say, look, you know, for 90 minutes, and let's be honest with you, I've been there a few times in my youth. You know, if you're 4-0 down after 10 minutes, you know, you are going to get a little bit wound up by the away fans. Or should we not be saying, look, this is 90 minutes. We're not, you know, as well that final whistle goes, we walk out, we say, well done outside and all go off home. Well, I, I think we do, generally. I mean, if you look back, you, know, you wouldn't want to go home on your own or, you know, in a small group, would you, whether home or away, because you like to get beat up or, or do whatever. Um, as far as the PC things are concerned, I think we are in life. I think football always sort of had its um, line, didn't it, where personalities like, say, like the helicopter thing never happened. Um, I mean, the nearest thing, I think, chance of sort of anything that was a little bit, over the top was the Harry Roberts one. Um, if you remember all that back of Christ, was that the 70s? Goodness. But, I mean, I grew up with Bernard Manning and comedians yes. like that. Yes. You know, you couldn't get any less PC than him. Um, no. and, and somebody's just mentioned Chubby Brown. Yeah, yeah. I mean, definitely. I went but, to see Chubby Brown in Blackpool and for the, with some mates from work, uh, we were all male when we sat there, and there's a couple of ladies behind us who did nothing but moan about his act throughout the show. And you're thinking, like, surely you did not come to this and not know what it yeah, was going to yeah, be like. That, that, that's your own naive stupidity. You deserve to, to be insulted then because <laughs> how can you go to a comedy show and, and go there not knowing anything about the comedian? You've got to, it's just ridiculous to people there. Yeah. Terry makes the point there, though, Brad. You don't get that behaviour from rugby fans. It's very, very occasionally that you hear of the sort of behaviour that no. football fans do with other sports. Crown Green Bowling. I can't remember when I last saw, you know, trouble at one of those. Well, yeah. Mildred threw a bowl at someone the other day, but I didn't get it on camera, so I can't upload that. But no, uh, yeah, I mean, it's very true. I mean, the Tigers actually have, uh, well, they used to. I, I, I only went a handful of times uh, when I was, gifted the opportunity to, to go and participate in the egg, yeah. the egg cooking event. Um, but they actually had a stand, uh, I believe it was on the left side of their of their main stand, uh, is actually integrated with home and away sections. And they and you and I remember looking to my left and, and at the full time whistle, I think Lester 
lost by a point. Um, and they were shaking hands and they were patting each other on the back and saying, see you next year, whatever. I think it was a like a European tie, actually. I think I got really lucky. And and it is integrated. And, and you know, that's why rugby fans like to go to us football fans because they're never easy to go. But the one thing is as well, the one thing is, is there's not really any rivalries in there. You look at L- London Wasps taking on Leicester. It's London versus Leicester. No one cares. You know, it's Harlequins all the way in, in you know, taking yeah. on Leicester. Nobody cares. I think the closest we get to it is maybe, um, well, be, well, what's, the, what's the closest rivalry they've got in rugby? There's not really that mm, uh, in, in the way they do the division. Just, just some more breaking news. Um, RSPCA have just announced that there is a blanket ban on anybody owning dogs now in Nottingham because they can't hold on to a lead. Hey, well, they were hey. saying that about Leicester, so I won't be calling that. I'll, I'll, I'll pinch that off the BBC. I mean, Dave, do you think... You see, what gets me, I guess, with the Liverpool thing is... And I changed my mind. I, I was getting a bit fed up with the taking of the knee, but I kind of came on board with that. I get it that people aren't going to agree with everything, and they have a right to, to vent how they feel. We live in a free society at the end of the day. I think what got me, though, was the fact of the um, uh, hypocrisy of it all, you know, because they moan about people not honouring their minute silences and worry. That's what absolutely peed me off more than the fact that they were actually doing it. Yeah, but as I said earlier, I think that's general. I think that happens with all fans. Man United fans got peed off with Liverpool fans abusing them because of Munich. Um you know, and then they did it on Heisel, and it just—it's those two clubs mainly, isn't it? You don't get too much of their Brighton and Palace, maybe, uh, but I don't know what they bang on about when they're together. But uh, I think generally, fans now are much better and more civilized than they ever were. We—I mean, I can only say the last game, sadly, I went to was at Brighton, and walking out with all those fans, um, they were, you know, all decent people. And even in the ground, it was a great atmosphere. Forget what anybody says about the fans being against them. That was after 96 minutes. During the game, everybody was behind them. And it was all going really, you know, everyone was great. But I didn't see any of the nonsense from the away fans, i.e. Leicester, that I used to see years ago from the away fans. Because when when Leicester went away, I tell you, there was always trouble. The baby squad, you know. (laughs) But... I mean, I, I was at the I was at the, the away game at Southampton when we beat them nine nil, and we were in the section right next to the um, yeah. Saints fans, and it was a little bit at the start, a little bit like, oh, be careful here, you know, we we're a bit close. But as all the goals started to go in, I think the Saints fans just were resigned to losing it, and you know, they were singing like, you know, come on, you know, bring on Manchester City, we've got them next, sort of thing. And after the game, I ha- I did not, and I. I don't know if you know Southampton, but as you come out the ground, you've got a big tunnel and like overpass thing to go yeah. under. It's quite enclosed. And I actually walked through there because of where the car was parked. It was me, my son, my brother-in-law and his son. And there was absolutely no trouble whatsoever for any Southampton fans. When you think about coming out of Leicester Southampton game, 
you know, loads of Saints fans walking out with us there, and there's not even any hint of anything, no comments made. No, we were perhaps a bit numb at the time, but even so, yes. you know, there, yeah. was, there was nothing, absolutely nothing. Whereas years ago, and not that many years ago, you, you'd be kept in as an away fan. I mm. remember being kept in at Palace um, for no real reason. And, uh, you know, and, you know, it was dreadful. But now I think we're, we're pretty lucky with it all. I think it's just that minority that you mentioned, and it's Liverpool, Man United, um, and obviously the Celtic Rangers thing is a different ball game. You know, that's religion, but it, it's it's just those two. I have not seen. Yeah. I mean, tell me if I'm wrong, but I've not seen much like that elsewhere with other clubs. No, I mean Brad, the seventies. It was awful. I I can remember leaving a Chelsea game at Filbert Street, and that was when we had the old pens. And you know there was there was fighting in the family stand. Uh, there was fans breaking yeah. through from pen one to two. It is it is getting a lot better. Um, but like I say, for me, I don't know whether you would agree. I think it's just don't throw stones when you live in glass houses. No, you're right. And I think times changing, as in you know they can catch more people being violent. They can see a lot more uh, you know cctv around and i know that sounds silly and daft but also these people that were part of these hooligan squads have grown up and you see documentaries and that of the of these leaders that changed the lives of disbanding the group didn't want to be like that anymore wanted families he feared for the lives and well the family's lives and and it's kind of changed as, as, as well i think what's also changed in a good way is apart from the obvious ones, you know, like David said, religious reason for Celtic Rangers and, and, and maybe Manchester United uh, and that. And I get local derbies, there's always going to be a bit of heat and, and traction um, between them. But some, some, sometimes, like you said, get, get, getting held behind when you're playing Crystal Palace away. Don't, no, no affiliation with Palace, no rivalry or anything towards Palace, but just because we're away fans. And I think sometimes, as fans, some fans, I reckon if you ask, even Liverpool fans, maybe, maybe not towards Manchester United, but if you ask them in certain clubs that they say they hate, if you said to them, why do you hate them? Mm. All they would be able to say is, well, it's because it's so-and-so, isn't it? We've always hated them. Yeah, but you don't know why you hate them. You hate them for a reason that you it's, were raised. It's mainly it's the rivalry. That's 90% yeah, of it. Yeah, but some clubs hate each other just because just... it's something they don't understand. That's what I mean, today's generational fans, that you know, we, we're talking about Oh, I, I understand the rivalry thing, though. You know, no, yeah, but some yeah. clubs hate each other that aren't rivals, and they, and, oh, and oh, the yeah, fans yeah, still hate yeah, each other yeah. because of things that happened obviously, years ago. Obviously, at Leicester, it's been ages since we've had any rivals. The, yeah, well, there's still, <laughs> there's still no relevant one. Yeah, there's still no relevant um, in this division. But mo moving on now to it, uh, uh, Ritko, good evening. How are you? Um, I always think you're a Coventry fan with that name. <laughs> Rico, that's <laughs> why you think of it. Oh, oh. Yeah. Oh, Brad, that's what I was going to say. Wasps play at the Rico, don't they? Or whatever stadium it's called now. Uh, yeah, yeah, they, they did. They, yeah, they did. The yeah. yeah. Uh, but Rico's just come up with here, and I saw this earlier. Hi, all. Talk of a possible takeover by Las Vegas Consortium to buy Bournemouth. Um, personally, I must admit, I think it's a bit of a gamble. No. You know, I don't know what I'm, I don't know what I'm more saddened about. The fact that you said it or the fact that I was going to say it if you didn't. <laughs> oh, dear. 
you know, you know what to say. You, know? you don't, you don't want to put all your chips on this being true. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm going. I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry. I can't think of anything. Sorry. <laughs> as much, no matter how how near the gutter I take it, Brad always manages to take it that bit further. You know. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, oh dear. Um. I <laughs> just reading it here. I mean. This got me a bit confused. I mean, good luck to them, is what I say. You know, I think this, and you know, as I've always said, good luck to um, Newcastle as well. I mean, I know, you know, the FA are there to decide if people are good and fair owners and all this, that, and the other, and they haven't always got it right anyway. But, you know, if anybody club is bought, good luck to them. Because let's face it, it's happened to us. We wouldn't be where we were now without our owners. Um but the thing that got me interested uh, uh, about this earlier in the season, because there have been rumours down this part of the wood for a while, but, uh, but Dave, I mean, before, well, currently Bournemouth are owned by a Russian businessman, Maxim Demim. Um, and yet they got promoted to the Premier League that had forced a Russian owner, and I've got to be honest with you, one of the better owners of a football club, because he was, he was always there, it were forced out because of obviously the current situation, and yet this guy here at Bournemouth, nah, nothing, nothing you mentioned about it at all. Well, what can yeah, I say? He's just probably to... not. He's probably not in uh, Vladimir's pocket. That might help his resistance. No, it's one rule for one, one, yeah. isn't it, Dave? I mean, you know, you got to look at that. I have no faith in the Premier League, the Football League, anybody to do the right thing. And that's not based on Russian owners or anything else. It's based on a totally different subject, which is bloody VAR. Um, how they can continue to have incompetent people in charge of it is beyond me. So anybody that thinks that's right cannot run anything, let alone mm. decide who's fit and proper to own a football club. Uh, I, I'm with you. Abramovich was, was a Chelsea bloke. You know, forget his seedy past. Um, they knew that before they took him on. And they knew he was money laundering, what, was it 10, 12 years ago, whatever it was? It was pretty clear to anybody that knows anything that he was money laundering. And he did it in a massive way. Um, and I reckon this guy is the amount of money he's spending. And the comments he's coming out with about a Super League again. No. So, so, you know, yeah. in their right minds, what's this fit and proper procedure they go through? Because they all seem to get through it. I've, has anybody ever been kicked out on that? I, I think there was league. a Newcastle one that was the, the Newcastle guy, the current Newcastle one in a in a earlier form, I believe, was thrown out. Yeah, uh, yeah, because they didn't want another Man City, and he ended up realizing yeah. they did nothing wrong. Yeah, mm. but the, uh, the, the previous guys to say Mansur. Thakawan, Charlie got it right the other night in the quiz, but he was one of the biggest criminals going. The guy that bought Bournemouth off Gaymark, whoever he was, off off Mandrich, was, was the yeah. biggest criminal. Well, our, our, our owners got investigated before they were allowed to take over due to tax reasons in, in, in Asia, weren't they? They were, they were looked heavily into. It's amazing what happens to a club when you're not relevant in the eyes of the Premier League or the FA. Because it's funny how it's funny how they were all for stopping the game, and you know we're not losing it to the Super League and all that. 
and you know credibility checks aside, they allowed this American Yankee dude. And I'll say it, I don't care how offensive people say it. It's something I was told to refer to a Yank as when they've been an idiot. So apologies if it is an offensive term, but to come in and suddenly start barking all the time, we used to do a, a North versus South. You know what I mean? It's like why are you why are you opening your big mouth with your ideas? Why are you allowed to be in the English game when you're coming over with your stupid ideas? Yeah. Well, this, this guy, this Las Vegas one, Dave, he's, um, let's have a look at him. He is already the owner of National Hockey League NHL team, Las Vegas Golden Knights. So as you said the other day, well, Brad said to me the other day, penalties will now be taken from the centre circle. Yeah, it'd be a 1v1 with a goalkeeper. And he'll have a stick. Have a stick have a or anything? Well, it's... The nearest thing to ideas that our leagues have ever come out with. Do you remember the um, Anglo-Italian Cup when the offside rule was changed to sort of oh. halfway between the penalty box and the halfway line, so you couldn't be offside in, in that area? And and I actually thought that might be a good idea because it stopped the old Man United thing of condensing everybody in, um, and it just being a complete joke. But since then. I don't think they've come up with anything that's made any sense. The handball. Oh, it's below his shirt line for Christ's oh, sake. To... If I wear my sleeve further down, is that... I don't know. I, it's just... I mean, the handball, the, the whole... VAR and the rules just don't match that's together. No, and these well, people these people run the game. Talking so, of the Italian Anglo-Italian Cup, uh, the show yeah. I did on the radio the other night, uh, going back to 1976-77, which was Jimmy Bloomfield's last season at Leicester, um, <laughs> the Anglo-Italian Cup was won by Nottingham Forest. Mm. But they're used to those big trophies, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, Anglo-Italian Cup. We were in that a few times. Do you remember, actually, we say that the Americans are the only ones that come up with daft ideas. Do you remember Jock Wallace, I think it was, suggesting that you get a point if you win the first half and a point if you win yeah. the second half? Yeah. You don't remember that, Brad, but we, I think... When we I remember you telling me enough times. We, we actually won. We were winning all the first halves, weren't we? And he came up yeah. with that. You know. We'd have done well this year, wouldn't we? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, maybe oh, we should yeah. go back with that idea. Yeah. Well, great well, idea, I reckon. Yes. Didn't, wasn't it the Japanese league that trialed um, if a game ends at half, if a game ends a draw, they have a penalty shootout for an extra point? Well, didn't that they trial that? That was America as well. Yeah. No, they must have stolen it off the Japs. That's the, they did, yeah, nicked it off the Japs. Sorry, Japanese. I'll tell you that. No, sorry. off the Japanese. What about, what about the Aussies? Sorry. Are they involved? Oh, they're just upside down and backwards. We don't, we don't worry about them. No, no. I mean, football is football. I, I don't know who it was that said this once, but football is a simple game complicated by rules or something like that. And idiots. Idiots. Complicated by idiots is what you meant. Because that's what it's complicated by. I think it was well, cluffy, wasn't it? Making the rules up. But it is a yeah, yeah, that's what I meant. Game, you know. Um, well, they're right. They're right. And why do they do it? Because it doesn't help. Um, yeah. They should still pull people around, grab them around the neck or the hair in the box and get away with it. Mm. And that's with VAR. So who yeah. looks at it and says, no, that's like, a penalty. You know, yeah. He should have his hair cut. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, uh, well, 
wasn't until, it wasn't only until the early 90s that they realised that maybe allowing them to pass it back to the goalkeeper so he could hold it as long as he likes was a bad idea. Yeah. yeah I mean, that was only yeah, that was only 30 years ago. Well, if I you mean, think back to the 60s, um, and if you watch the World Cup final again, then you'll see Banks gets the ball, bounces it on the way out, gets rid of it. So mm-hmm. it's not the rules that stop it. It's this new style coaching. It's like a goalkeeper completing the save by catching it, falling down on the ground, and that's the save completed. But he only does it when they're 1-0 up. Yeah. Now, if they're 1-0 one, one down, he gets he doesn't even go to the floor. So yeah. it's just bullshit. I've got to be honest is. with you, going back to, 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 to... I'm not sure who it was, but somebody... Because Pickford always grabs the ball, doesn't he, and falls down. Yeah. And somebody else, I can't. Was it was it the Liverpool keeper? It might have been the Liverpool keeper that did it, <laughs> taking the piss out of him. And I thought that that was brilliant. Oh, we did. That's right. Yeah, yeah. when yeah. when they were winning. Yeah, yeah. Let me ask you this question, then. Just moving on from there, um, if there was, I mean, we're talking about the sort of all the rules that, that are there at the moment. If you could take one rule out of the game, we'll come to you first, first, Dave. If you could take one rule out of the game Thanks. to make it more enjoyable, what what rule would you take out to make it more enjoyable, or to make it correct? So there's a two story, two questions there because well, they, they, I mean, rules are supposed to be correct anyway. Um, no, they're not. They're but, not obviously. Look at the throwing. Well, well, no, okay, <laughs> you can just change one rule then. You can just change one rule for whatever change- reason. Right. Oh, bro, my neck. Um, I'd probably change the offside rule. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I would. I, I'd change that. Um, I, I think we don't really understand what it is. First phase, second phase, that was a joke, mm. wasn't it? Yeah. Um, whether somebody... I mean, if you remember, all the attackers used to stay offside for a while and then want to be onside. They'd all rush back. The guy onside had come forward and nobody knew what the hell was going on. The... the there was a question a lot of older managers said if he's on the pitch exactly he's interfering with play. Um, the handball thing, that's two rules, I know, but the handball thing is a joke. Everything is accidental. If you look at the rules, yeah. it has to be intentional foul or intentional Unless handball. Unless you called Louis, Louis Suarez, of course. Of course. But I don't think they've changed that rule, have they? It still says that. So... Nobody's going to handle the ball intentionally. And if they do, you'd tell. Like, a bit like um, Thierry Henry did against yeah. Ireland, wasn't it? But, you know, it has to be intentional. And I see fouls and penalties and whatever given for things that can't possibly be intentional. Brad? So, I, would, I would actually scrap injury time. And the reason I'd scrap injury time I would do, and this, and this is this is things where I take take jibes out of a sport jokingly, but I would just I would just stop the time. If you want to, if you want to, and, and this isn't foreign or English, it doesn't matter. Yeah. If a player wants to roll around as if he's been shot by a sniper, and the clock's at seventy seven minutes, do what they're doing in rugby. All right, you want to be a twat? One, one son. Sometimes they have a brain that goes up, but sometimes we send our brains over there to make it. it probably an Englishman in, in America came up with the idea, but still, Actually, it, it would, wouldn't it? Because how many times do we see them say, Oh, well, that'll be an extra six minutes, and then the referee still blows after four minutes anyway because he can't be bothered? You know, yeah. it, it does. If you said to them, All right, go on, go on, keep rolling around, keep rolling, keep rolling, because I've stopped my clock, mate. 
We'll play or, 90 or, minutes football. Or if you're playing for Burnley, you actually crawl back onto the pitch. Yeah, yeah, it's, well, yeah, exactly. You know. But wasn't it Mourinho that says fans are paying practically a pound a minute for their tickets because they're only seeing about 55 minutes of football? Yeah, I know he was talking throwing stuff, but play acting. Yeah. You want to get rid of it, just... just <laughs> Could you imagine that? Seeing some of the players falling around, like Salah falling around into the penalty box. And we're going, good one, mate. But we're still on the 86 minute. Can you get up, please? We've still got four Actually, minutes. Actually, I, I, I take mine back. I agree with Brad. That's the perfect. Yes! Answer. Someone disagreed yeah. with me. No, it's it's perfect. Perfect. <laughs> well, well, can I say, I'm going to disagree. Perfect. Oh, God. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, rich time wasting. That, that, that's it. Fergie time. Fergie time. Um, but look, for me, we've got the perfect thing there that will punish players for time wasting, and that is VAR. And you Can should be that? able to watch that VAR afterwards because at, the, at, the, at that particular during the game, you might your eyes might be on something else. But sit down, it's 90 minutes, 96 minutes if you're a Spurs or Liverpool fan. But you know you've got to sit, and you can watch that, and you can say, "Bloody hell, yeah, he 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 died then." Or, "Oh my god," you start issuing respective red and yellow cards. Because I tell you what, then the managers would soon come out and say, "Fuck sake, get up off your ass! You're not going to get me another yellow card. You're going to miss three games." The problem is, and never a dead as 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 much as the idea does does actually come with a lot of sense, Chris, and it does. It really yeah, does. I got Jesus. Jesus. I know, right? But the problem is, it's ne- it'll never work because <gasps> suddenly, no. The reason it won't work. No, no, is- sorry, Nottingham Forest two, Fulham yeah. three. Sorry, mate. Oh, yeah. it's all right. It's only a second. They give themselves false hope, hopefully. Anyway, but the thing is, you'll do that, and they'll, and even if they, um, even if they do try and influence, let's say they brought your ruling into thing, and they did yellow card, yellow card, or warning, or whatever. By the end of the week, they'll be, you know. We'll kick off at three and the game won't finish till seven because they'll be going, oh, for God's sake, that's another one that's dived. That's another one that's dived. You come here. And then they'll have to look at the instance and they go, well, I didn't dive, technically. And then what we'll get is... And, and yeah, but it wouldn't, it wouldn't because we, there's favouritism. We know there's favouritism no. in there. That's the only reason it wouldn't work. It, it, in a perfect world, Chris, your way would work and they'd stop it for an instant. But well, we know I, I think, unfortunately, that's the only way... Somebody said, like you know, the refs' best friends or the team, the players that you know, the refs that they're working with, are, mm. are having to ref them. But oh. I mean, you know, I mean, Dave. <laughs> How far do you go, Chris? How far so, do you go, though? Because well, if it's time you, you wasting, go back and say, well, Huddersfield we've seen a, time wasting, yeah, right? Huddersfield had a great goal disallowed, didn't they? Yeah. And everybody said, I'm sorry, so but you, that, don't give them the points. You can't. Yeah. Go, do they give them the points? You can't go on. Um, it's difficult with goals. Goals have to be decided then, otherwise you'd be replaying so many games. It, it would it would get a little bit silly. What what first of all what you need is independent people doing VAR, ex players. You're not going to get you know Premier League players because they're earning too much doing punditry, but ex players from League One's, League Two, lower Championship would love to still be involved in the game when they retire, and they know the rules. They know if something's accidental. Because they've, they've done the game. How many refs have actually played the game? Mm. Probably not many. So that's the first thing. But 
And I'm sorry, sorry to bring this up again, Brad. Uh, Doug, I've seen it. Thanks. So I, I will do it in a second. Um, I, and the Euros, Italy, Belgium. Sorry, Brad. Italy, Belgium, quarterfinal. Uh, the, uh, the Italian player went down trying to claim a penalty. And as soon as the, he didn't get one, the play carried on and Italy scored a legitimate goal. Wow. All of a sudden, from doing 10 turnovers and a forward roll, he got up to run off to celebrate. That is cheating. That is obvious. That should be looked at and you should go back and go, yeah, he gets a yellow card for that. Yeah, but again, but both, both of us probably made two different examples of the same method to stop it because in that instant, if he goes down rolling around like he's been shot from the stands, his legs hanging off and he's been snapped in seven places, but then he magically gets up and celebrates. I'd be going, you know, you, you stop it that way, but also stopping the play there and then. Just, mm. okay, there's an instant. Clearly he's hurt. He must be He must be hurt because there's no way he stays there. Oh, you're faking it, are you? Well, it's a good job we're not playing any football, isn't it? You know, you can get 90 minutes either way. It's just both both go the long and short way about getting it. I mean, we'd have probably still lost to Belgium in the final if we'd got them anyway, but sound great and all that and memories about that picture round. But, um, no, I suppose we both come up with different solutions to the same yeah. problem, and they both work. Yeah. It's just my, my worry is that we end up stopping, you know, the game. We keep stopping it, starting it. The, there are things that you can go mm. back and look at and say goals. You can't goals have got to be done. But the one rule I really would want to change, and I'm going to get shot down for saying this, and you're all going to laugh at me for saying this, a bit along the way of what Dave was saying earlier: scrap offside. That's the simplest way. Nobody's offside. Everybody's onside. Now, if let's say we are playing Spurs tomorrow and Harry Kane wants to um, goal hang, oh, we've got to put a defender on him. That's the game. So, you know, it's, it's then 10 versus whatever, the, nine, the rest of the game. But there's, there's never any that. Oh, was he off? I mean, FA Cup final. Had that goal counted for Chelsea, Dave? I don't think we'd have gone on and win it because we'd taken all the attackers off and the players yeah. were on. He was off. In, in, <clears throat> before VAR, that would have been given as a goal and it would have gone probably to extra time and possibly penalties. And I say, I think we would have lost it then. He, he was, and I know it's Chilwell, etc. and I'm going to get shot for this, but he was, un, he was unlucky. Why don't we just scrap offside altogether? I don't know is the answer. Why not? Because mm -hmm. nobody's got the balls to do it. And it wouldn't be agreed in by uh, FIFA, UEFA, anybody. Yeah. You know, but why not trial it? Why not trial it? That's what they did in the Anglo-Italian. Mm. Yeah, we've got yeah. enough. We've got enough trophies and and competitions to to trial it. Jimmy um, Greaves was always called a goal hanger, wasn't he? Oh. Um, I'm sorry, Jimmy Greaves. I mean, yeah, he, well, yeah. he yeah. didn't want to go anywhere else apart from that last quarter. Yes. Uh, and yeah, people had to mark him because he was too good for them. David Cathy said there, there's no offside in hockey. No. I mean, the different rules, different games, but you know, if you knew Dave and Cathy, I don't think I've seen you before, and also, um, Snapple Foxes. Um, speaking of offside, you could grab the old MLS offside rules that was based off ice hockey, pretty much the same. Uh, if you both knew, welcome along. Thank you for joining us. Please do press that subscribe button if you are new. And if you are already subscribed, please press 
uh, the like button, smash the likes. It really, really does help us. And we're gonna we're gonna go back to the Liverpool chat because we have got a Liverpool fan coming in now. So it'll be interesting to see his take on it. And we'll do that straight after. Hello, this. Matt Elliott here. Hi, Alan Smith here. Hey guys, Ian Hume here. Hi everybody, Jerry Taggart here. Be sure to watch Chris and Leicester Till I Die TV for all the latest Leicester City news and information. You can also subscribe on YouTube and various social media channels for the latest updates and news on Leicester City Football Club. Come on, you foxes! Please do what they say. Sort of say, subscribe and smash the likes. I, I, I don't referees now. There must be a shop somewhere selling Fergie watches. Six minutes of uh, injury time. At Forest versus Fulham. Come on, Fulham! Only six more minutes. Come on. Two more. <laughs> oh, they've gone into it, have they? All right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Doug, Doug's in. Let's bring him in, uh, a Liverpool fan. Hello, Doug. How the devil are you, sir? Good evening. I'm not too bad, thank you. Hi, mate. Uh, I hope you're all right as well. Dave, Dave above you. I don't know if you met. I don't think you've met before. Um, Hi, Doug. Uh, and Dave. obviously, Brad, you recognise that face, you know. And face for radio, as they say. But, <laughs> Doug... We, we, we did go through this a lot at the start, but I do want to get a Liverpool fan's perspective. And I know you're not a scouser, but you are a Liverpool fan. And yeah. I, I ended by saying what I think annoyed me more than anything was people, it's, we live in a free country and, you know, they're not going out and actually hitting anybody. They're not, you know, you know, kneeing anybody in the balls or anything like that. They are just expressing an opinion which in this country you're allowed to do. What gets me is the hypocrisy of the oh woe is me Liverpool brigade that would that would be the first ones to moan if anybody was booing or doing anything during the um minute silence for the ninety six. Mm. Uh, I I've got to be honest. Um, when I was obviously watching the game on um, Tuesday, um, I I watched like I I I was like I observed the minute silence as as you do. Um, the only thing I could hear that, like, I I was obviously watching the game on the laptop because obviously we don't have BT Sport on the TV, so I was obviously watching the laptop. Mm-hmm. I could only really hear a few idiots basically, like, say, I know there's obviously been videos, and you know, I know there's been videos of um, of obviously more of them doing it. <sighs> Honestly, I I just don't know what to say. It's just it's ridiculous how you can't stay silent for one minute i mean it was only about 30 seconds it was it was really really it angered me actually it angered me um and forget about like politics and forget all about like what what's happened in the past because that, that's that's irrelevant this is a this is our longest reigning monarch who has just passed away surely you can stay silent for one minute mm-hmm. surely I mean, what gets me, you, uh, as, as you can tell from your accent, you, you're Scottish. Uh, I know you try to hide it, but it, it's there. It's very broad. But I've got to give total respect to Glasgow Rangers, you know. Oh, I know my, my tweets have, have been worded to try and get a response. Um, uh, but, yeah, respect to Glasgow Rangers, sticking a finger up to UEFA, saying, from, you know, we're going to do it anyway, even though UEFA said we couldn't sing God Save the Queen. I mean, fucking hell, UEFA, fuck off, what did you know? Mm. Um, 
And I say, I was just, and that TIFO they did, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and this is a Scottish club in a country that doesn't want to be part of the United Kingdom. Yeah, no, I, I thought I thought Rangers did very, very well to just basically say a big F you to UEFA. Um, not so good from Celtic's point of view. Uh, I don't know if you've seen that. There's a banner. I haven't banner. seen that yet. No. Yeah, there was a banner that said um, F the crown, I think, uh, or something like that. Yeah. So I think Celtic have been... I don't think they've been fined, but I think they've been investigated by UEFA. Um, and Rangers won't be fined or banned for the um, solidarity of, you know, obviously, uh, God save the save the king and that TIFO um, as well. Uh, but, yeah, it, the there are moments to be silent and there are moments to mm. not be silent. And unfortunately, that was one of them. Sorry, Fulham have won. Yes, that is some, com some, com some comeback again. By by the way, well, and we did say, like you said, you know, they're not allowed to have dogs in, in Nottingham because they can't hold on to leads. But yeah, Villa beat Southampton one nil. Yeah, Villa If a joke is bad, I always say repeat it twice and keep repeating it until we get a get a laugh. Um, I think, um, Doug. I think I ex expected it from Celtic fans, to be yeah. honest, because they are. You know, anti everything English, aren't they? And uh, generally, that's it's what happens. Thing, is it not, Dave? That though, totally, it? yeah, totally. But it's also yeah. anti-monarchy and all that sort of thing. And and it's just that what they've grown up with. Um, Liverpool, Man United fans, you kind, as you say, it's a minority. Um, but unfortunately, in, in this world, the minority seem to get heard. As yeah. does that clown that was shouting at um, uh, the. Um, Duke of York, or he's not anymore, is he, uh, Andrew? So, you know, that's what happens. And what do we do? Do we ignore them completely because they're just doing it to be noticed? Or do we put them down? I, I have to be honest with the, about the, obviously, that, that heckler at the Edinburgh thing. Um, I was at work at the time, so I, like, I haven't seen, I haven't, I didn't see, like, anything happening. Um, there, but obviously I have I have heard about it. I can understand why he's been arrested, and I know that again, political and you know what what Andrew's done is unforgivable. Let's 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 be honest. But the fact that Prince Charles has appointed him, so I think it's Earl of Inverness. I think it's something like that. Um, baffles me to, to be honest with you. Um, yeah, the dogs like it up there, don't they? That's probably what it is. Yeah, he's looking after, he's looking after the corgis, isn't he? So, <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, but no, I think I, I, I think what has actually happened this week is is actually shown the true colors of a lot of people. Um, you've seen you've seen a lot of people like say. Like says like like none of the media have like said something anything about like Andrew or something. They've like gone on to pick about Meghan Markle. Like okay, I know she's like not really. Well, she is. She is obviously part of the, the royal family because obviously she's married to to Harry. But some of the things I've seen said about Meghan Markle, um, it would just it would just it would just shock you. It absolutely shocked yeah, me. I mean, yeah. you get you get like journalists like 
Um, well, she's she's not a journalist, but Lady Colin Campbell. Some of the things she was saying was absolutely <laughs> awful. They should have left her in the jungle, shouldn't they, really? But I think whatever you say about Andrew, and Andrew's pretty much going to be like the, uh, the the Billy, not the Billy Jean, the Michael Jackson, that we're never going to know because it never went to court. We can have our suspicions and everything, yeah. but it's all yeah. allegations and allegedly, just in case the lawyers are watching. Um, but it's, a, it's his mother's funeral, for God's sake. Mm-hmm. I don't like Megan. I don't like Andrew. But I will not say anything about them while this no. is going on. No. Out of respect. Because, no. you know, Megan love her or hate her, she is married to the grandson of the Queen that's just passed. You know, <clears throat> Andrew, love him or hate him, is the son of, you know, his mother's just passed. Um, and, and it is all about surely just drop it for a while and I, the newspapers are as much to 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 fuel as as, as anything else i mean a comment earlier um let, let's let's ask you brad because you've been you've, you've been on on not like you quiet for a while but let's um because terry said earlier going back to the liverpool debate a lot a bit of hypocrisy as in they will not buy the sun due to hillsborough remarks but still watch Sky, the owners of Sun, of the Sun. But then again, do they have a lot of choice? Well, no, because I, I, I'm fairly certain that when the transfer season kicks off, most of them don't even notice that it's by the Sun or anything like that when it comes to Liverpool. Maybe, maybe those with a keen eye will, some articles go on unnoticed where the rumours start from, talks about their clubs and that, and and that it's it's a difficult one. Some, sometimes you've got to you've got to come you've got to decide to to put the past in the past in the sense of I don't you know I'm not saying like you said for the, for, for for now, given it's raw to the nation and it's going to have a funeral. We're going to have a minute silence at these games um, for, for the occasion. You know you could compare it to what we said you know before. Unfortunately, you know people are taken from this world too early and they're diehard football fans. And I'm pretty sure there's been instances down the line where it's been an Evertonian and, you know, they've played and Liverpool fans have stayed silent. They've respected their, they've respected yeah. the fact that it's, doesn't matter if it's an old person, a young person, whatever, that person died being a diehard football fan and we reunited as a football fan. And it should sort of be the same now. For this moment, for Christ's sake, for this week, can we all just get on the same page, even if we don't mean it, even if we're sitting there, even if you're sitting there in silence, cursing the royals under your breath and in your head, fine, stay silent, let it be, kind of just, just, just to do that. And a Liverpool fan out there, and I'll throw this back at Doug. Doug will know who I'm speaking about, um, that is on Dan's channel. Um, and I, 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 I went on to catch the end of his show the other day and saw a comment, and he stroked she, she is a Liverpool fan, and she said, and she was moaning the fact that there's not a game of football on Monday night because of the Queen's funeral. And I'm like, you know, she just happens to be a football fan, but that's the attitude that you're thinking, God, you know. Oh, we know football fans can be... Brilliant. Look look how we as a club, how people treated us when our chairman passed away. 
That was lovely. It was one big football family. Yeah. But do these these people must embarrass you and because they support the same club as you, Doug. Oh, I'm just I I just do not have any words for that person. Um because basically um to this day you're not really allowed an opinion on anything. Um no. except not me, basically. Uh, basically, this... I'm in the same boat as you. Remember? Yeah, like this this person that we're obviously talking about blocked me because I had a disagreement about James Monner be not being good enough for the local team. <laughs> and the, for sure, the fact is that he he, he isn't. He's no. 38 years old. He shouldn't be starting in 2022. And um, I I got blocked because I told him her to message me. She didn't. She followed me and then blocked me because I didn't reply to the follow. But she never messaged me. But, you know, move, moving on. But thanks for coming on and, and taking it and, and giving your side. Well, we, just before you came on, we were talking about one rule you would change in football. Or one rule, you know, you would get rid of it. For whatever reason. And we were just because they're offside and, and VAR and, and what have you. I and mean, we all would agree with VAR. But what, what would you go for, Doug? I bloody hate late offside flags oh, yeah, when yeah. you're miles offside. If you see that a player is miles offside, don't wait two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten seconds later because one of these days somebody is going to get seriously, seriously injured. Yeah, I think they have actually. I think someone did pick up a, a like a, a, a an injury. Maybe not serious, serious, but it was. I think they were out for a couple of weeks, and it was like, I think it was. If, if it feels like it was someone like Neil Warner that said it in the Championship, that came out and said he was angry because that he's now lost a player for his squad, uh, yeah. and had the flag gone up when he was clearly offside. You know, I think he even said that I've seen it back on the TV. He was four or five yards off, and and if he does, if the flag goes up, you know, he didn't blame the player for tackling him. He said. He, he thought the ball was still live. He thought play was still live. He came in and now, now I've lost a player for potentially three to four weeks because of mm-hmm. this silly, incessant rule that you have to touch the ball before and you that's, fly. That's the thing as well. You have to basically get rid of that because if you're offside, you're offside. Mm. I think they're bringing automated offsides into the Premier League next season. That seems to be working in the Champions League. So I'm all for that. I'm all for automated offsides. But Harry, was this originally brought in because if they flagged too soon, it would cause an injury? I think it probably was, Jeff. That's your first one. I'm allowed <laughs> one. Come on, I have done well. And you know what? I was just doodling over your name then, Dave. Oh, that's <laughs> sweet of you. Next, we are 65 minutes into the show, and that's my first Harry. I'll send, I'll send you a signed autograph if that helps. <laughs> Obviously, nothing does. Look, I've got it there. Highlighted everything, and I still get your name wrong. I blame you anyway. I blame what? you. What was the question? <laughs> this rule was brought in anyway because I thought, I could be wrong here, that if they flagged too soon, that could cause an injury because the player would stop suddenly and, and, and damage himself. Uh, it's all nonsense. Linesmen are pointless. No, sorry, what are they, assistant referees? They're pointless um, because they don't. if you'd watch them, they only flag for a throw-in when the referees decided which way it's yes. going. 
Yes. And that's their main job. That and offsides are their only jobs they've got. Mm. And they can't do it properly. So why bother having them? Because it just winds me up. Could could you not have, if we do get sort of independent people in the VAR yeah. um, thing, just, you know, the, the ref's wired up. Yeah. So that, that, that's, that's a Leicester throw ref. You know, I mean, how quickly does it take to, for somebody to do that? Well, they're, they're well, pointless. Well, look what they do in uh, rugby, for example, TMO. Like, the referee's mic'd up. Basically, he basically says, oh, um, there's a decision I'd like you to, to have a look at. Can you can you have a look? And obviously get back to me. That's what football should be doing. We should I'm be convinced. getting these referees mic'd up and then basically telling them what decisions that they think is... Uh, is bad. VAR is not the, you know, VAR, the technology is not the problem here. It's the yeah. people running it. Mm. And the, and the problem thing with is, that, sorry, sorry, sorry. Go, go on, Dave. Well, I was saying that uh, in rugby, it takes less time to make a decision than it does in football. Yeah. I mean, the Brighton game, all the Leicester fans were saying, well, for God's sake, if it's that tight, give a goal. You know, that I mean, it was a great goal anyway, wasn't it? We were mm, in the other yeah. end, but we saw it. But if it took over five minutes, I think it was, and everyone was bored. Home and away fans were fed up with it and just saying, if, if it's, it's that, that time, taking that long, it's not clear and obvious. Well, that's right. So it's a goal. Yeah. 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 Let, yeah. Let, let, let's be honest. Um, thing with gets me with VAR, um, let's come to you first with this one, Doug, is that we used to, after the game, be moaning about the referees. Yeah. Oh, they made this decision, made that decision. But generally speaking, it would balance. I know it was an old saying, but it would generally balance up over the season. And you knew they were human. We're here. This was supposed to stop us talking about these decisions, but we still are. Should we not have the referees coming out after the game, as they expect managers to, but they then find them if they say what they think, should we not have managers coming out after the game saying, this is why I made that decision? They don't yeah. make decisions. Sorry, Doug. Go on. Sorry. No, I, 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 I agree. <clears throat> I, I think there was there was a there was a referee. I think it was years ago. Um, Paul Durkin, I think, was his name. I think it was he, he came out after Manchester United against Newcastle, and he gave an offside goal against uh, Alan Alan Shearer. I think it was. And he basically came out and said it was a mistake because. Um, Alan Shearer wasn't offside, so you know he, he, Newcastle would have had a goal, and obviously Manchester United won the game one nil. Um, and he basically came out and said that he he made a mistake; it should have been a, a goal to Alan Shearer. So yes, possibly we could have referees coming out, but are referees maybe being told not to be allowed to basically tell why they made those decisions? Hmm. I mean, just to count counteract that, I know Dave wanted to say that. I don't apologies Dave there but I can't remember which ref it is I think it's the one they go to who normally on Sky Sports would look at certain contentious VAR decisions and, and, and say whether he agrees Dermot or not Gallagher. Yeah, yeah referees and he said that the reason referees don't do post-match interviews like, like you're suggesting Chris and that is they said because they wouldn't want to talk to us when we've had a good game unlike managers and players when they have good or bad games they want to talk to you but he said the public would not care if the ref- you don't go home at, at the end of a game and go oh oh we won three 0 but didn't that ref do well nobody you know not, not exaggerated in it and, and as that mm-hmm. because yeah. they'd never do it they'd only want to interview us 
when we've got a decision in live play, whether we overturn it or not, they wouldn't go, they would only want to interview us, go, oh, you got that penalty call wrong, didn't you? Why did you give that? They wouldn't want to interview us when we that's give that's penalties for the right reason. reason. But then again, if it's part of the, you know, whether somebody has to come out from the club uh, and say, and talk, whether it's the manager or he sends the assistant manager out, if they know they've got to do it, then you know, <laughs> do it and, and ask, you know, some of the questions. Never. I, I talked to this guy, uh, Dave, earlier in the, uh, in, in the, well, earlier a few months ago, yeah. and um, Mark House, he claims he was told to say he'd not seen incidents by the refereeing body. I mean, this is going back to, um, I can't, I can't remember when it well, was. No, there's no date on. Oh, there it is. Um, 2016. Nothing ever came of it, though. It was wiped under the carpet or swept under the carpet. Even. <clears throat> because referees are scared of their own shadow. Why do you think they overturn it when they're told to look at the monitor? I'd, I'd be the first referee and say, "Nah, bollocks! I'll keep to my decision." But they can't. They're told they have to do it. So why even bother them going to the monitor? And everybody knows they're going to change their mind if they do. Why not just change it straight away? And, you know, stupid little things like that that annoy fans. Yes. There's no, need, there's no need for it. Absolutely no need for it. I would say, Mark Halsey, I, I did uh, listen to that. He's a very confident gentleman, isn't he? Mm. Um, but he didn't have the greatest time as a referee at times um, because... You know, everybody makes mistakes. Now, if you haven't got the balls to come out at the time, I mean, fortunately, this guy did that you were talking about, Doug, but um, then don't bother later on because you're not going to change mm -hmm. anything later on. Nobody's going to listen to him now. But if, no. if all these referees in the game say, we don't like this, we don't like what's going on, it mm -hmm. makes us look ridiculous and it's ruining the game. Something might just happen. Managers yeah. moan that they get called to these meetings and pre-season with referees and they're told this, told that, told that, and then it changes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're going to end on that just to say that um, Steve Lyon has got a point for predicting Villa would beat Southampton. Um, you and me didn't, Brad. But you and me got a point for predicting that Fulham would beat Nottingham Forest. Yeah, but that wasn't well, skill, nice. was That wasn't we skill. The, <laughs> we got the point that counted more. That's what matters in that one. Brad, uh, sorry, not Brad, Doug is really annoyed here. That kebab he ordered at five minutes past eight has still not turned up. I had that with a pizza and I rang them. They said it would be there within sort of the next 20 minutes. 35 minutes later, it still hadn't arrived. I ordered another takeaway, which had come in the meantime. He rang the doorbell. I said, what are you doing? I said, I've ordered something else now. You've taken so long. So maybe you want to go that down that way. Guys, thank you so very much. I'm going to go and get ready for the radio show. Um, Doug, thanks for popping on. Where can people find you? Yeah, the dog outfit my channel on uh, on YouTube there. Uh, you can also find me on Twitter at enrod underscore nineteen eighty two, Instagram at Douglas Starhorn, and Facebook at Douglas James Horn. Let's be honest, one of the one of the nicer Liverpool fans. Let's just say that. Yeah, good dog, to meet you, Doug. Thanks for coming on, mate. No worries. See you later. Take care. Cheers, mate. Brad, where can people find you? Nowhere. I'm hidden. You can't find me. I'm not on the map. I mean. Sorry, you meant you meant you meant YouTube wise. You can find me here mostly. 
doing <laughs> post-match and, and any show that's going because that's what Chris likes. <laughs> that's what I do. Um, but you can find me on Facebook. Uh, on Facebook, You can find me on Twitter. My Twitter handle is at Balls on Focus. And my current channel name is A Matter of Opinion, which you can find me on there doing a show once a week right now um, at the moment. And you'll find that link in my Twitter description. If you follow me there, you'll easily find my YouTube channel easier in, in, in the bio of that. Indeed. Brad, thank you very much, young man. I will see you Saturday night when we're probably talking about a 5-2 defeat to uh, <laughs> to Spurs. <laughs> if we get two goals. See you later. Well, yeah. Yeah. Brad. <laughs> that is true. See you later, Jimmy. Take care, mate. See you, see, see you, Shirley. Uh, don't call me Shirley. <laughs> see you later. Yes. Dave, I mean, come on. Be fair. That that's not bad, mate. That's done. not bad. That's not that bad. That is the best I have done. Yeah, I'll, I'll, give, I'll give you that. I didn't even know I'd done it, and I said <laughs> it, and I think I still wanted to get through the whole show without doing it. But thank you, as always, for, for joining me on the show. You're welcome, mate. Have a good um, one tonight. Where, where can people, because people can listen to you. Well, surreyhillsradio.co.uk. Yeah, I do the breakfast show 8 till 10 every morning. Uh, we won't be doing one on Monday for obvious reasons yeah. but uh, tuesday onwards different theme better fun something completely different we don't do the normal breakfast show rubbish it's just uh, whatever comes into my brain at the time um, <laughs> and uh, we seem to be able to get away with everything so it's all good fun <laughs> really, stay right. on the line so got a, got a very quick question for you okay afterwards. mate so thank you very much be sure to check uh Dave stroke Harry out. I mean, Harry's his, <laughs> Harry's, Harry's his, his stage name. Let's say that, shall we? It's my Facebook uh, secret, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, it, and it's Catherine at the weekend, so that's totally another story. Thanks a lot, mate. Take care. Cheers. Cheers. Oh, God. Thanks to Dave. So, so, so close. Thank you, everybody, for watching. And if you've been listening on your favourite podcast platform, thank you for sparing me your ears. You can have them back now. Um, I'm going to be back tomorrow for the watch-along, so you'll be joining us at about 5 o'clock if you want to for that one. Um, I'm just <laughs> full to myself, really, aren't I? And I'm going to be back at 11 o'clock tonight. Don't forget, mixcloud.com forward slash LTID radio. Uh, it's 20 football songs, 18 of them, pretty awful. A couple of them are really good. See if your team or your national team is one of those. And there's going to be, honestly, there's enough to do another three shows after this. <laughs> but uh, thanks, everybody. And thank you to everybody who joined in the chat as well. Much appreciated. Uh, well, I won't see you at 11. Hopefully, you will be listening to me at 11. Take care. All the best. Stay safe. Remember, don't do anything I wouldn't enjoy. Good night. Thanks for watching Leicester Till I Die. This is Chris saying goodbye and see you next time. This week's episode has come to an end. But the fun doesn't have to stop here. If you have any questions, suggestions or feedback, head over right now to Twitter and Facebook and like, share and get involved. Join us next time.
thanks for watching. These videos are tremendous. You better like them too or I'll be back. Lester Till I Die TV. They think it's all over. It is. Sports Social Podcast Network. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.